DS game when it first came out. Mm-hmm. How about we wait until the podcast is going, Cole? I don't know. Cole? Makes you angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to start talking, and I want to save that for when Okay, okay. But anyway, I was going, I was watching this video just trying to get this list up and one of the things it was like and and of course it goes through the first like 15 of them and then it starts it was like and of course there's more and it starts just listing off names without very much explanation and i one that i never realized was actually being made was south park the fractured butthole the fractured butthole that's intriguing well I, the way it's written there isn't exactly right there's a there's a space that's supposed to be involved there but you know how it's supposed to sound yeah, because that's what I, because I, because the way he had, the thing had set, oh, okay. How will we save this for the pot? Oh my God. <laughs> you want a podcast. You just keep talking. It's like, no, save that for the podcast. I am. Recording. Don't worry. I'm not going to do anymore. Oh, well, right. Ex- <laughs> you could have explained that in the podcast and that would have been contact. And then you're going, wait, I don't know. Oh, I get it now. It would have been hilarious. But no, no, you just want to keep on talking. Okay, now that we've gotten Tyler's blood pressure up and everybody's pumped and ready to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nights Podcast. Hold on, on hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) You have to add more editing space than that. Yeah, no, no, that was just me going. No, that's actually kind of funny where it's us having a talk and then we go into it. That'd be (laughs) hilarious. Where we're just talking about random shit and just like, oh, we're starting the podcast now? Okay, let's do it. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. (laughs) You know what? I'm leaving it. Screw it. Uh, (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. I am the Green Ranger Cole. I am the Red Ranger Robert. And I'm the Black Ranger Tyler. And this podcast is where we talk about conventions, cosplay, and general nerddom. Once again, this is episode two, so thank you for joining us and actually willingly put up with us again for another week. How are you guys doing? Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. That. Yeah. That, that right there. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's. Shall we dive straight in? Yep. Let's get going. All right. So let's start off with upcoming cons here. This weekend, we got about, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten cons this weekend. We got Taste Animathon, City Con, Aku. AkumuCon, Anime Apocalypse, Animore, G G Anime, Orlando Anime Day, Cos Coliseum, La Cruces Anime Days, and Victoria Comic Con. So that's let's see, let's see, Texas, New Mexico, California, Florida, Quebec, um, Florida, Florida, Ireland. There's an Ireland one in here. Okay, um, and one in Alberta. So we got a nice array of cons, kind of just spread out over the world here. I just have to go and ask, Anime Apocalypse? Is there something I need to be aware of? Yeah, that one's being taken in Skarmersburg, Illinois. Oh, well, that explains a lot. It's in, <laughs> that's, uh, well, okay, it's not really near Chicago, but it's uh, it's close enough. Well, it's being, like well, apparently it's being held at the Hyatt Regency, Skarmersburg, Chicago. Oh, God. <laughs> so maybe just their apocalypse. Apparently. I like Chicago. Had a nice pizza there once. Ah, wonderful pizza. Different, different pizza. Yeah. Oh, there's another place. Anywhere else. There's another place I wanted to try there that had like a. It was like a hot dog place, and they had like gourmet hot dogs with truffles and stuff on them, and like fries and duck fat. 
Oh. I'm guessing this is when you were still in marching band. Yeah. Yeah, we traveled a lot in marching band. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Mr. Mr. Mohawk was in the marching band? Yeah, I guess what I played. <laughs> What's the most loud and obnoxious thing that you could play? Um... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, oh, you, I, I can kind of think what you're thinking. It might be close, or you might be exactly on. I, I'm hoping it's not a sousaphone, because I can't even imagine that. <laughs> nope, but that is pretty damn close. Because, um, like, the low brass in our section hung out a lot, because we're the same kind of thing. The same kind of attitude, I should say. Uh-huh. Oh, God, please tell me you weren't a tromboner. Nope, no, he was not. No, he was not. Not low brass. I wasn't low brass. Okay, was sorry. Low brass, and I was hang, hung out a lot. We had we had a movie. There, there was a movie out about about it. Oh. Name name the movie was named about our section. There was a Mr. Cannon that took place in this movie. Oh God, drumline! Oh. Ah, it was the drumline. <laughs> Why played, am I not surprised? Played snare, and then I played tenors, or quints, or quads, or whatever you want to call them. That's actually not he that. He beat uh... things with sticks. Yeah, I was gonna say, but that's a that's an interesting selection right there. Those aren't the easiest thing to play in that group. Nope, they're heavy. Yeah, they're heavy instruments, and so I felt like a boss because I was like, Harry, carrying these heavy things, and I can play multiple drums. So I actually have notes and stuff. Can you guess <laughs> what I used to play? Yourself. Well, other than that, I I want to make a piccolo joke because you're green and that'd be a really funny play on words but i don't think anybody outside of me is gonna then get I, it, if so. you if you started making that i would start to make Amer- make american pie jokes <laughs> he'll do that he, he does that um think of the most generic instrument the most generic instrument yeah in a marching band tends to be uh, the loudest too yep uh, I'd, I'd tend to go with uh trumpet maybe that yeah there you yeah. go yeah, yeah. Second and mo- yeah, mostly second to third trumpet. Oh, okay. Fourth, fifth, sixth. <laughs> he just pretended to play. He just, <laughs> I just sat there, <laughs> just hummed along and didn't actually play into the trumpet. Boy, he wasn't in, in a marching band. band. Okay, that's, I uh, never that's was in a marching band. He wasn't in marching band. I was in the concert band. No, that ah. was just concert band in high school. Mm. I didn't bring that up because then it would become a trick question because I was like the most common instrument, like I'm. Uh, concert band might be like saxophone or something or clarinet and ironically we had an, we had several amazing saxophone players and several amazing like like just ran like spread out through the entire thing so we we had, we had a lot of we had a lot of like talent <laughs> schools and stuff we even but that that's that no, that's no, another topic i suppose for another time yeah, this is, this has been a very interesting discussion about upcoming anime conventions we turn this into I'm yeah exactly i was yeah. very impressed with us so yeah just we have a couple good cons going on i've never actually heard of any of these other than possibly the orlando anime day and that was just probably in passing so have you heard of any of these before robert uh i with the exception of that one, no, I, I can't say any of the other ones I'd ever heard of before. Most of them I don't think I can pronounce, so good for you for going and actually attempting it. I'm, I'm looking through the list right now, and I'm like, ugh. Quite the linguist. And yes. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyways, <laughs> do you guys want to move on to the evening subject? Okay. 
Yeah. So, Robert, you were the one who ended up putting this in our list. I ended up seeing this particular article. A friend of mine reposted it on uh, Facebook. So, But do you want to talk about it for a little bit? Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure. So some of you on social media might have seen today or earlier this week a story from a news blog called Public Knowledge with the headline, Cosplay Goes to the Supreme Court. And if you read it, you're probably pretty confused, like most people, Um, because it's not really correct (laughs) in any sense of the word. It's uh, there's a that's that's the whole point of it is that it's not it's in this weird pseudo area between patents and copyrights that it can't really either either it, it it's nulled by both or it gets hit by both. In which case, it's like in this weird. Uh, diagram. What, what's that diagram? Um, where you have like the two circles and then they overlap. Uh, Venn diagram. Uh, yeah, Venn diagram. It's like in this weird Venn diagram where it hits both categories. So it's like this weird loophole thing where it can either be charged for both things or nothing at all. And, yeah, well, it's it, definitely under creative license, totally. Yeah, so here's the basic story for anybody that's not familiar with it. So this goes back to a court case from actually a couple of years ago, and now it's worked its way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, Somehow. Be, yeah. <laughs> but th- this one actually is pretty interesting. I can understand how we got here on this thing. Um, how it's rounded into the cosplay conversation is a little bit on the interesting side. So this started off actually with two uh, companies that produce cheerleading outfits. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Star Athletica LLC and Varsity Brands Inc. And these two companies were producing basically the same product. The difference between them is so minimal. It's basically just the amount of fabric. The patterning on these outfits were basically the same. And these two companies have been going at each other for a while for infringement uh, one way or the other. Literally, this suit is between two companies over who has the intellectual property rights to a couple of these outfit designs. Why am I not surprised this is coming out of the States, though? I uh, it, it's the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. It's one of the weirder ones. So this, or also the joke, the constant joke from around the world. If if there's mo- possibly money to be made, America's going to sue about it. Yeah, well, it's it's because we don't have loser pay laws here. I don't know why we don't. We're one of the few uh, industrialized nations that doesn't have this. And honestly, most of this stuff would go away if it was just for that. Uh, but that's a discussion I'll probably end up recording another video just for this, because this whole story really is fascinating, and I don't want to bore everybody listening to this. So just get, um, let's go over just the basics, then. Uh, I've got some things to say about it, too. So. Oh, yeah, yes, obviously. Yeah. Just say, say your piece, and I'll have things to throw in there and, in parts. So I looked up like the differences between copyrights and patents and trademarks, and they're all different things like copyrights are all intellectual and and uh, like works of art and creative stuff where patents are anything that's like a household item so you you make an invention you patent it you don't copyright it you don't trademark it you patent it yeah Uh, if you have like some kind of if you write a story you copyright that if you have some kind of brand you trademark that and write a song Mm -hmm. a song would be copyright Mm -hmm. um so all those things have their own distinct part and what that story talks about is like cosplaying or just costume design is like fashion is a um, a practical thing because it's clothing. So mm-hmm. it's always been under some kind of patent, but you can't really patent like a T-shirt or something or the way a shirt's cut. Um, like that's the whole talk is like 
the way the shirt's cut might fall under copyright law, but it's still a shirt, so it still falls under like patents. And since a shirt is so common, you can't really patent that because it's so uh, it belongs to the public, basically. And mm-hmm. so that's why like cosplaying is like a hobby, and it's all about costumings. But then you're basically copying the way the costume looks for like some kind of meteor or something. So it kind of falls under copyright, but since it's clothing, it doesn't. And so that's why it's really confusing and they're trying to figure it out. Um, and that but, of course would cause is cause issues. If this actually did become anything with it, it would bring I, up issues for costumers. Yeah. I don't like think just the makers though. Not I don't just think, makers. I don't think that stuff would happen though. Cause it's, it would affect like that's basically how Etsy's all based on is uh like half of Etsy stuff is like people selling merchandise that is like uh, themed. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, themed, but it's a clothing art or like a product like that, but it's themed. So all that stuff would fall under that copyright and then that's that's just that whole uh website would just be down the whole sellings of that stuff and anything that's in like you go to like uh, a con you go to artist alley or any of that stuff that'd all be copyright it just it, it would stem really far down the line of how much stuff is actually interacted with that yeah uh, so well, and you make a good point there because part of this comes down to fair use laws and where that all comes into play. I'm seriously thinking about making another video about this because we could go on for literally hours talking about this. But here's the thing. To Tyla's point here, it's very unlikely that any of this stuff, as far as cosplays are concerned, would ever turn into something because especially because most of this stuff is fashion-related, and especially since a lot of this stuff works across multiple types of media, and it's very hard to go and project, uh, especially for animes, for example, uh, trying to take a two-dimensional character and make a three-dimensional costume uh, out of it, just for functionality purposes, unless the company that were uh, that owns the uh, patents or copyrights on the designs, characters, all that stuff, unless they're making a product that's being directly infringed upon, it's very unlikely that you'd ever go and see something happen there, especially considering the case that there is this industry that has been growing for several years and is really well established at this point, it'd be very hard uh, for anybody to go after these guys because for years, fair use laws have allowed them to go and continue working on this stuff with little to no legal consequence on there. It'd be very hard to try to reverse all of that at this point with the culture that's been created Uh, because that stuff even plays a part in all of this. Yeah. It's also very from going from country to country is very different too. So, uh, like, like we said, talking about like, if you do it to anime or something, that's all that content's coming from Japan and like the way copyright laws and all that stuff, it's, it's, it's different from wherever you go. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a change. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot of gray areas and not really sure where stuff lies. And that's why it's all really confusing and no one wants to deal with it and so that's why people just they they uh, those two companies they talk about they have a problem and then they basically look at the law and the law says oh and so then it starts getting brought up to the next supreme court until someone higher up has to make a decision of like okay what's gonna happen here is it is this a good thing or a bad thing and it and they need it to be very 
black and white because that's what most people understand and that's what the law is all about is trying to make things very black and white it's like either it does this or it does that and then they have that's why they always have like so many it's it's really hard to read law books and such because they have to have a something for every single situation so they say okay it's this and then they've got like a constituency for if it's something like that and then if there's like some other option that changes it and then you just go down this list until you slowly narrow out how specific this certain problem is and then what the justification for uh, what the ruling is for it. And it's that stuff just, it's like you said, it's always been free market for fashion because it's been uh, an item, a clothing. Uh, so it, it's never been uh, copyrighted because it doesn't really fit in that area, but it kind of does. And that's, that's why it's still, it's just plain confusing. It, it is. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff is just, subject of debate more than anything else there's four main factors that are determined when it comes to fair use laws and it's uh purpose or character which basically just refers to uh is this something that is being done uh directly copying another person's work is any value or substance added to it that uh, changes the nature or design of something which i hate to go and say this a lot of times in cosplay we do go and take shortcuts we yeah. go and take cut we cut corners and whatnot and a lot of that would be enough to go and get you through that or, no, or they make their own version of it that yeah. is based off something else it's, like <laughs> Uh, it referred to as like fundamental changes is mm -hmm. what they the wording they'd use for that. But yeah, uh, continue, Cole. But yeah, and it's also other stuff like that that it also kind of branches out into this because I also see like in and I'm guessing the other set that you've added to this to the to our doc, Robin, uh, mm -hmm. Robert, that that's I'm guessing all of this kind of just kind of goes into it with paraphernalia as well as the photos and other stuff that goes in with it. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and how, and how would that kind of go in with like, like, well, for example, photos? How would that work? Okay, so there's actually a couple of standing cases, and it's not from uh, anime. Surprisingly, it's been more with video games. Uh, See, it, those are those are more situated in like North America, so that makes way more sense because yeah. it's, it's people who are in North America defending themselves, opposed to like being another country away and having different laws, so it doesn't really mesh right. But, well, uh, there's, yeah. there's actually one from Japan that's kind of an interesting case, because this one did go into an international court situation. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, this actually that is. And it's a, very often. No, no, it doesn't. But this um, this one's actually pretty old, too. I had to go digging for this one. Uh, it's a case from 2004, and I cannot find a title for what this court case was. I fully admit I do not understand on how international court situations work. Uh, by comparison to U.S. law, I had to study U.S. law for a while for college, but that's a whole other story. But in this case... Uh, Big man this went to college. <laughs> yes, I did. It was the worst thing I ever did for myself. Congratulations. Um, you wasted money. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, kind of the way that I feel. Um, although there are some things I got out of it, but uh, yeah, the paper's worth absolutely nothing. You anyway. gained experience. Is oh, God, no. Oh, God, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I, got, I gained experience working from the age of 12. Please don't tell the state of Washington. I swear to God, I can go to jail for this. Um, <laughs> Congratulations, you just told the internet. Yeah, it's okay. I'm outside of the statute of limitation. Ha! Anyway, so about this court case. So a photographer and a uh, costume model were going and uh, taking pictures, and they were trying to go and emulate screens uh, from a video game, and they were going and using the copyrighted material from the game itself. They were going and using uh, particularly well-known uh, 
frames from a lot of the promotional material and they were going and blending this care or blending this art or uh they were blending the model over an existing character that was in there and this went on i guess for about three years the court arguments on this and ultimately did go and decide that there was uh no damage to the uh, company that was making the video game in the first place but there's been arguments about this stuff and other or there's still been arguments about whether or not this is right and whether or not that should be allowed uh depending on the countries that these situations went and took place in the reason why this went to international court it was a japanese photographer and model but it was a canadian game company that was making it and i'm having a hard time it was a really obscure title so i'm kind of surprised that this ever turned into something it was probably uh 2004 okay yeah at least that's when the suit was filed so the game could even be older than that um but yeah, going through the whole thing, it's just very interesting because there's still arguments whether or not, well, could you use uh, copyright material or could you try to emulate a shot or a perspective or background design and go and emulate that and then sell it for your own profit? Um, it's very common to go and see this kind of stuff in Japan. And you're starting to see a little bit more of this going on here in the U.S. where people are modeling their costumes and they're going and selling uh, postcards, 4 by 3 poster size images of themselves. And sometimes they're emulating poses or trying to recreate a scene from a show or a video game. And there are some questions whether or not things of that nature could be brought into or uh yeah, this is a very hard one to go and try to go over because it is, it's in the realm of theory. There's no acting legal precedent that would go and back this up. But the argument is that one day this could become the, uh, the norm of the situation here. Basically, the question is, could somebody be held liable for cosplaying a character and selling photos of themselves as this character uh, and be sued for it by the original content's owner? And but there's also the fact that in in a one way or another that that could be also argued that it's free promo it's promotion. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's where the problem and that's where But the also yeah, but also sponsorships apart. come into into that de- into that issue and then blah 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 and there's a whole lot of contract nonsense that or con- not not contract nonsense but contract speak that comes into issue with that. Um that falls that this feels that feels like it uh parallels like uh let's plays and stuff like that very close mm. oh definitely right. definitely people does. are playing video games and, and then we're like no that's our content you can't use that video game you can't uh make videos because they're because if you're on youtube and you're like uh you're making let's plays of a video game and then you get paid to make these things and you're basically using the content and that's that falls really close to that so basically add you're con- making add, add um, stuff well no you're still you're still making cool the bottom line is you're still making money oh yeah just making money from thing. some way or another yes Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, that, that emulates that very closely. Where if like you're a model and you make a costume or have a costume of some uh, media of anime, video game, whatever, and you're making money from it, then yeah, that could, from that standpoint of the person who made that video game, you're you're t- making money from the thing that they made, and mm-hmm. so that's that's they don't want that. That uh, that that's emulates uh, uh, let's plays very closely. I can understand that yeah, there's that actually they... been an issue with nintendo going back for a little while but with gaming and stuff like that which makes perfect sense from the way you're talking about it you say issue as if it's not a 
<laughs> no, there's, no there's, 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 there's been arguments about that in the last little bit about that type of thing. A little bit more than arguments. And stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting it nicely. I'm putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not in the market to go and piss anybody off here at this uh, podcast. But that, Tyler brings up a really good point there. And that's one where you could make a very strong legal argument about that. The only thing that I think is saving, especially Let's Players with this stuff, is the fact that... Uh, a lot of times that ends up being really good promotion for these video game developers and the word of mouth campaigns that have gone on, especially for small time independently published video games. There is a lot of money being generated by these let's players. And I think that's honestly the only reason why they've managed to avoid a lot of the scrutiny because people see people playing these games. They want to try it themselves. It's like, Oh, that's, that's very 50, 50 though. Cause like, I, I know there, there's some is, other guys yeah. that don't care and will go right after. No, no. Uh, Cole, um, what what it is is like yeah you get your indie title so you've got those indie games that blow up because like someone plays it they're not making that big money so they see this this is good this is free publicity this is something they can't just go out and buy mm-hmm. the bigger companies um like i guess ubisoft is doing this now um is actually yeah they're inviting youtubers over and to show their game to promote and alpha they understand that um nintendo was always against it uh, they didn't want you showing their game because the way they wanted their games to be imaged, they didn't want to risk some YouTuber doing something and saying like even even just bad words. Because then if their game is situated with some one person saying some kind of bad words while they're playing it, that's uh, from a huge uh, um, company standpoint. That's that's really bad. That's bad publicity. Where they Definitely. can, uh, they're not trying to get good publicity. They're trying to get not get bad publicity so that's why they're trying to stop people from playing their games definitely a, a very good example that i noticed with this is, uh would be like for for yoshi's woolly world i noticed this was one and also for splatoon mm-hmm. um i watched a, a, um, a let's player from the yogs cast actually um i was watching and he d- deliberately said okay i i, I can i can play this game for exactly this amount of time and I can, uh, I can't show you this. I can't show you this. Like he was like, I can, I can't show you a couple things. But from what I can see, is like, sure. Like sometimes Nintendo will give like to, to certain let's players that they know have a good reputation and are known for being polite and clean. And they're like, okay, you can try our games, but here's this list of stuff that you can't say or do. That's that's exactly it. Because if if you're trying to sell something, you don't want it in a bad light. You're trying to yeah. give it the most opportune uh, set of situations so that you anyone who sees the game thinks it's a good game and think it's it's uh, family friendly and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to promote their game, so they're gonna put every uh, situation that game's in like the way they want it to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of just giving it to YouTubers to, like it, it it's just different tactics. It's so in their <laughs> in their mind, like... that's what works for them. That's the way they want to do it, and that makes sense because like they're running the company the way they want to run it, um, and it's working. They're it's a big company, so what they're doing has worked. And then there's other companies who took a different tactic, and like they're promoting it through YouTubers or like, hey, come on down, try this game, talk about it. Because uh, they know that will that word of mouth will also spread it, and so it's just a different tactic to the same results of having a game, promoting it, selling it, making money. That's it, they're they're still businesses. That's what they're doing. They have to have a profit, regardless if they're selling you uh, toothbrushes or some kind of 
revolutionized uh, kitchen utensil or video games or tobacco or alcohol. It's their profit. That's that's what they're trying to do. They're definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd hate to cut off the cut us off at that point, but I think that's a good spot to move on. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, we're gonna move on to the fandom of the week, and we're gonna start talking a little bit about the new Suicide Squad trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, I pers- I I will admit this seems to be a running trend. I haven't seen the trailer yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, you do okay? You load it up. Will I already have it loaded up? I actually was gonna watch it tonight. I just never got around to it because I had a couple okay, of now, things I needed to watch. This is now going to be a section where Cole describes live what she's watching and what how it makes him feel. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! So for the kids at home. Uh, get get up a load up a the trailer. Um, put it right to the beginning. Pause Suicide it. Suicide Squad official trailer number one. Um, and, and watch along at home while Cole describes his feelings of what's going on while he watches this trailer. Okay. Or if you're watching it on the Soccer Rangers YouTube channel, it will be playing in the background as well. So don't worry if you're watching it there. You're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm gonna load it up right now too, just so I can. I All can right, I'll wait. I'll wait for you, Tyler. I'll yeah. wait for you, Tyler. Um, Suicide Squad trailer. Oh, look at it. it's it's right I there. I do. By the way, I do know what the Suicide Squad is. You, we don't, okay, it's not good. Like, it's <laughs> not like last week where I had absolutely no idea what Cloverfield was or anything like that. I totally understand what they are. Like, and I and I haven't and I know who's in. Like, there's Harley Quinn. There's El Diablo, Killer Croc, Deadshot. Like the whole group of gang. I know who's all in there. Okay. Okay. Does that at least make up for it a little bit from last week? Oh, v- most definitely. And it's only been out for two days. It's not like The Force Awakens where it's been out for a literal month. What a man. That movie, and that movie is going to stay out for a long-ass time. It, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a blockbuster. How much has it got now? Like, oh. at least, like, Two point six or one point six billion dollars. Didn't, didn't it beat Avatar already? Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's blown past it about a week and like two weeks ago. Yeah, domestically anyway. Internationally, it's still yet to go and cross that threshold, but it's likely to. Damn it's, close. It probably will. Yeah. So, man, yeah. Originally they didn't. Yeah, originally they didn't think it could, but it's maintained steam so well. I mean, at, this is the first weekend where it hasn't been at number one, and how much does it still end up bringing in? Uh, there's still a lot of millions on that in the domestic box office. There's a lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Avatar got up that high. Like, I think it was just a situation. It was really of... released three times. Well, Avatar? It's that. Yeah, it was released twi- re-released twice. I think it yeah. was also the fact that it was like that was the beginning movie for the whole 3D era that, that that's in. actually the big point right there because a lot of theaters didn't have the 3d equipment ahead of time and especially in places like new york you were going and seeing ticket up charges of sometimes up to ten dollars on that so even though it does not actually have that high of a number of ticket sales its income off of each ticket was huge exactly and don't right. get me wrong it was big but um, it is interesting when you break down the numbers. It's not. I think it's just barely going and touching the top ten uh, adjusted for inflation films of all time. It's very interesting breaking it down by the numbers. It's kind of interesting. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's get started with Suicide Squad in three, two, one. Click. It's the real life. So. 
Oh, yeah, go. Oh, how dainty with the teacup. Hello. I love the music choice for this. Interesting choose choice. Oh, it's raining. You're just saying what's happening. You gotta describe how you feel, Cole. I love the fact that they use this song. This is awesome. Okay, that's a lot of water. Okay. Was this a cheerleading trial? I forgot that uh, Will Smith was in this movie. Oh, yeah. Gets out of a bag, immediately punches everyone. <laughs> that's awesome. Dead shot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. He's a crocodile and he eats people. Burns people. Possess people. And just crazy. Sorry. The voices. Voices. Really? They synced up the bullet shots with the song. Do something, they'll get killed. You go, bang, bang, bang. I feel like this makes it a lot more funnier. This makes it feel like uh, there. This is the gunning for the DC version of uh, uh, Rise of the Guardians. Her. You know, I wasn't excited to this movie before this now, but that's a lot of knives. Like, it, yeah, like it. I was excited for this movie. Hold already. on, just wait a minute. And drink. Worst heroes ever. I agree. Because I, I don't think that this many. Uh, this many uh, heroes use so many bullet shells. Not that universe. Just gonna get out. Smash. Seriously, the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. What's what? wrong with you guys? We're bad people. What do you think? Anyways, so um, yeah, like it feels like this is DC's version it up with music um made it both funny but they're also like uh rough guys uh who are not really your typical heroes mm -hmm. um but watching that like i was already excited for the movie like i wanted to go see it, it I, I, had, I was kind of on the fence about it i was like it looks okay i don't know so much now just seeing that makes me want to go see it when i when i first saw like the teaser trailers for all of it i thought it'd be like really dark and actiony is like just a bunch of bad guys being together and being more badass than that but then with that trailer like trailers they can make them look whatever like with cole with the uh um the star wars trailer of what happened in star wars and what the trailer kind of made you lead to believe it, it, you can make people think something before going in there and that kind of actually, that I wasn't actually expecting. That actually a common joke, actually, in the past few years. Oh, yeah. Is that it's been like, here, here's the, here's the, here's a nice tra trailer for you. Have fun. And then you get to the movie, it's like, that didn't even happen in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, there's that new Deadpool trailer, which makes it look like a romantic comedy. Oh, God. Have you guys <laughs> seen the pictures of, like, the, like, some of the joke texts that the people have said to people, each other? Like, I was watching, looking uh, through Facebook the other day, and there's there's this one that says it has this romantic thing that says Deadpool, and yeah. there's this is like, hey, honey, uh, on Valentine's Day, there's this really good movie. It's about a cancer victim who really wants to save his love, of his, uh, be with the love of his life forever. So he goes under this extremely experimental surgery to make it to, so that he'll get better. Um, but, um, but then, and there's and it gets really really sad and everything with that. It was like, I 
and it, and then she responds just like I was like I know I'm gonna cry but sure let's go see it. Yeah, and they put us, puts up the poster and it looks like uh, what was it? Uh, Love like Actually or something? Yeah, yeah, like that or like Notebook. <laughs> it looks it looks so romantic comedy and that's the joke because it's coming out in like Valentine's Day. So it's coming. Uh, out, yeah, that's literally like I've seen so many people say. Um, it was like what what your what everybody else is going to be doing on Valentine's Day, and it's like picture of couples, and then there's the there's like what I'm doing on on uh, dead. on on dead, and then there's Deadpool spread out on a on a red carpet, yeah, <laughs> looking sexy. So please yeah. never put those two things together in a sentence ever again. Deadpool is sexy. sexy. Deadpool <laughs> yeah. is always sexy. Uh, no. No, we've yep. been to conventions. We've been to conventions. Oh no, not those. Dead. Not <laughs> yeah, those no, Deadpools. Those. I'll just go with. We'll just go with the in, the, the 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 Deadpool. movie land. Movie land Deadpool. The Deadpool. Yeah, the Deadpool. I don't know. It, it kind of looks like an avocado that had sex with an avocado. <laughs> you look like the inside of a, other people's buttholes. <laughs> uh, Something about a scrotum in there as well. One of those jokes. I can't remember what the hell that one went like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am looking forward to that movie though. Oh, that, definitely. That looks like a lot of fun. But we'll uh, talk more about the Deadpool stuff in another uh, another thing that actually is what we can kind of joke. Speaking of Deadpool, um, oh who here has seen the newest little teaser joke thing that Ryan Reynolds put out? Yeah, I just watched it. I, I watched it after you mentioned it. Yeah, and it's funny. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, it for people who are listening. Um, we are talking event. about the Australia Day message from Deadpool, um, <laughs> and it just goes to show how much Ryan Reynolds loves his job <laughs> and how good hey, after- he is at his job. <laughs> After Green Lantern, honestly, I'm sure that he's counting his blessings and the fact that he got another movie. Might as well just go out with a blaze of glory in case well, of bombs. Well, when he did, when like everybody knew it was like when he did the the first Deadpool. Like I can't remember for which movie it was. Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. It was our Origins Wolverine. Okay, but yeah, for that one, everybody was like, okay, if they do a Deadpool movie, it has to be Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds is like, yeah, I want to do this so badly. <laughs> Another one and that's kind of interesting was like, who's seen this PG-13 Deadpool bull that's been going around? Huh? Oh, there's been a lot, apparently a lot of people complaining about how Deadpool is too violent and it should be rated PG-13. Oh, yeah. But that's that's the whole point. That's the reason why they didn't want to make the movie forever, because they've had the rights to go and make that into a film now for over 10 years. But they've yeah. always held off because the expectation for superhero movies up until recently has been, well, you got to keep it clean. You can't go and have a dark nature to these things. You can't go and have foul and offensive language constantly running on there. Mm-hmm. And only in the last couple of years have people been more open to the idea of a rated R superhero movie like this because the previous yeah. ones have not done well. You well know, two was- Punisher movies later. <laughs> That was the big selling point of this one is like, okay, this is going to be Deadpool and it's not going to be PG-13. It's going to be rated R because that's the way it's supposed to be done. And so that's what like a key selling point of it. So when the first trailer came out, they used a lot of lines that were like not. Yeah, we're, you would not see in a PG-13 movie. Like, the whole, at the end where they sp- uh, spit out, like, what the guy looks like. I mean, they just did a whole bunch of sexual content and it's... It's it's it's, it's going to be funny. Like that's that's the point of it. Is is mm-hmm. it's going to be raunchy funniness. Uh, so, but I think that'll be good because then it's going to be gory and it's going to be Deadpool and that's what 
people want. So yep. those people who say they don't want it are probably not going to go see a Deadpool movie anyways, even if it was PG-13. So Definitely. those votes don't really matter because they weren't going to go pay and watch the movie anyways. So yeah. they're not losing money. Again, a business. Yeah. Make profit. Well- yeah, there was this actually this kind of funny. There's been this whole Target thing. He was like, "This is Deadpool. He 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 is really he's uh, he has three personalities. He is super strong and he likes to throw swords around. Deadpool strong. is cool. Be like Deadpool. <laughs> like it's one of those. Th- yeah, it's so stupid. Okay. Anyways, but anyway, it. yeah, let's move on a little bit more here. We're gonna move on to anime. Um. So. Tyler, you can start. What, I'm gonna start. What's, what's our yeah. an, what's our anime What's our anime topic for today? Uh, well, okay, so I'll, I'll 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 horn uh, take control of the anime corner from now on. I'll be in charge of that. Yeah, because uh, you actually watch more anime than I do. Uh, I don't know if I watch more than Rob. Rob, do I watch more anime than you? I think you probably do, to be honest, anymore. Like, I've got a wall of anime DVDs, and I swear to God, with the exception of, let's see here, one, two, with the exception of four that are on this wall, all of them are eight years old or older. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty up to date. Um, even though I picked some older ones, because, uh, and they're both by the same people. So, anyways, uh, anime, uh, you picked the topic, Cole, but. Uh, I didn't pick it. That was me. It. Oh, that was you. Okay. Uh, I just thought anime... after last week's discussion, we had to go into this uh, realm and territory. So please, Tyla. Okay, because like uh, we can. I guess we last one we talked about our favorite one, and then I also talked about our first ones too. Those got brought up. Um, but what anime scarred you for life? Uh, now I didn't know what you meant. Um, is it like a really bad anime that you couldn't watch, but you watched, and then it hurt you, or is it like one that's really emotionally charged in which the in that it changed you somehow I, that means it could be a good anime too yeah so. the the latter of the two in uh in this situation oh come uh, on dang it then i well, completely picked the wrong thing the way that expresses, i was wondering why you did that the way it expresses you uh that's why i, I thought say, it was like, like scarred you for life like what are life. you watching like what am i watching well, that's how, what about, I thought. how about we talk about both okay yeah yeah um so, uh, Cole, go first. No, I'm not going first. Tyler, since you're the leader of this conversation, you can go first. Oh, but I've got the most to talk about. Fine. Okay. Robert, you go. Uh, Robert, go. Robert, go. Robert, go. Robert, go. Robert, go. Since this is your topic, you go first. Oh, dear God. Uh, okay, so... On... Do I think Cole's start... is the shortest. Okay, Cole, you go first, because yours is going to be the shortest. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Cole, go. Okay, we'll start, by the way, for the actual topic that this is apparently about. Um... Should anime we just doesn't... restart this segment, I'm wondering? No, no, <laughs> no. no, no we're fine. Uh, what anime <laughs> like, scarred you for life in we'll... how you express that? Subject. Okay, an uh, no, anime go, that go. scarred me for, for life in a good way, I would have to say would be Digimon. Because Digimon was the first thing that I ever really got, like anime-style thing that I ever got addicted to. Uh, I still don't think that's right. I think it's got to be oh. one that like emotionally changed you. Where it oh, trust you. me, it did. Uh, it was Digimon the one... emotionally broke you down? This is going to be the most fascinating thing Cole ever said. Okay, says. maybe not emotionally broke me <laughs> down. Um, uh, finish your thought. I'm really curious. You, you've, you... I don't know. For me, um, like the, I was of course stuck with like bat, like Canadian television, which for uh, port. What, what was it? We call it Farmer Vision up here, um, <laughs> which was essentially three channels, which was CBC, CTV. Um, 
What was, was the, the French Channel too? Uh, yeah, that was the fourth one. But the, the French Channel that I could, that I would still watch because it was was it French was, CTV? No, I think maybe CBC. I think it was French something something something. Um, on global, we had global and, glo- and global, global, and those were the four channels that we had. And like we literally had absolutely nothing. Like when I was growing up, my neighbor, who was this really nice old lady, would act, used to have the Family Channel, and she would de- for me and my brother, she would get like those. You know the like okay, here's going back in the past for all the younger people. We had these things called video cassettes. Oh, cold! Get off your aisle. <laughs> <laughs> And we are would, old people. Don't judge us, Tyler, just because you look young and beautiful. Man, Cole's the youngest one here. I'm 25. What? I'm 25. But your birthday is in December. Mine's in August, so I'm uh, technically older than you. So, uh, yeah. Oh my god, I'm the old man. Yes. Yeah, you are. You didn't know this? You know this uh, now. You told you this before. Anyway. Um, yeah, you're not that old, though, so don't worry I about it. I blocked it out of my memory. You're yeah. not 30. You're not in your 30, so it's okay. But anyways, though... Um, like she would pop in like a, uh, one of those six hour long um, video cassettes and just record for six hours. Yep, the LPs. Yeah, she would just throw them right in and she'd just record and then she'd give them to me and my brother to watch. Damn. So, so that's how I got like to watch things like Gummy Bears and and like all these di- like Quack Attack and all those awesome like cartoons and stuff back in, back in the day. And one of the, but. I remember that when I finally learned how to use the VCR, that's how we played video cassettes, people. Uh, Get off your high horse. <laughs> I'm an old man. But anyway. Back in my day, we had this little device. It was called looking at stuff. We used our eyes. <laughs> well, we still do that. We look at stuff. Okay, okay. You're getting but anyway, but anyway, Just explain but, it. But, you got um, like two animes. The first anime that. I ever watched was... Digimon, because that was on like really, really early in the morning. It was done at like started at like seven thirty in the morning or something like that. And I had to go to school early every day because I my parent my my dad was like you can't stay you can't walk to school or go to the school you're too young. So we dropped me off at the, we would drop it at the, like the before school program or something. So we would end up watching that, and I would put the video cassette in and I would press press record and I would leave it for the day. And then I would come home and I would watch the episode, hoping that I had actually caught it because the show hadn't even started before I even pressed record. So going from there, though, like that was the very first thing that I was always excited to see. It was like it got me. It was my first like real good show that I like that I was just for me. Like I used to watch shows with my dad and watch with my brother on Saturdays and stuff like Hercules and Xena and and all that fun stuff. But because of the, that was the show that I liked and Devin, my brother kind of liked it. He didn't really, but that was the show that I always got what wanted to see. And that's kind of how my first addiction to like an anime became was that because of that, it wasn't until years later that I had access to the internet and I actually went back and rewatched every single episode that I'd ever, that there ever was. And that way I could actually see them all. Now for some anime that actually scarred me for, for life. Um, it was it, the title for it is a little bit long. It's called "Cute High Earth Defense Club Love." Oh God, no! Oh, good, you've heard about this. No, 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 no. 
Put the bad yeah. thing away. Put the bad thing away. This is, this is what I was talking about. Scarring people. Uh, scarring in the bad way. Yeah. Okay, go, go. Yeah, this was interesting. Um, I got introduced to this by my roommate. He was like, I just watched this really weird anime. It doesn't. It's kind of scary. I'm like, what is it? He was like, it's, it's okay, you know Sailor Moon? I'm like, yeah, it was a good show back in the day when I used to watch it when I was younger. And he was like, yeah, well... This show is called about is about magical boys. I'm like, wait, what? So I was kind of confused, and he was like, "Well, I'll show you one at one point." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And then about a few days later, I was sitting on the couch. I think I was uh, watching YouTube or something, and my roommate came up. He turned on the TV and he put on Crunchyroll, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna. I want to show you this." And I'm like, "Okay," and he, I started watching, and I watched the first episode of this thing, and. Oh my god, this was the most disturbing thing I'd ever seen. Like, it was so weird. Like, I don't understand why. Like, it's, it doesn't even make any sense why it's like this. It, like, essentially what it is, is these five guys get in, are recruited by a wombat, a pink wombat, that are and given them powers or these, these special things so they can protect the earth from the conquest club, which hmm. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And like all their costumes are very, very girly. Like they have like big bows on their front, their chests, Like they have these staffs that are like pretty and stuff like that. And like all their like activation, th the things just does are like, what, don't fit guys at all. And it's, it's essentially supposed to be a joke, but I'm just watching this going, what the heck is this junk? Like, like, and just some of the stuff, like, and some of the monsters are just ridiculous. Like, the first two that I ever saw, like, one of them was a chopsticks monster. Hmm. I'm not kidding. This was so silly. Like, and there was another one that was like a ch uh, Chikawabu. What, what the hell is that? Like, I don't even know, remember what it was. It was like, it's like a bowl of udon. Oh, nice. Like, delicious. literally, it was an udon monster. Like, what the hell is this bullshit? <laughs> like, I, I just I watched that for that first episode, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so weird. It, and obviously, Robert, you've watched this. I, I did, because a friend of mine recommended it, and it's the last thing I'll ever take a recommendation from him <laughs> because of it. Like, normally he's actually pretty good. He, this guy watches more anime, I think, than anybody alive and i really mean that it disturbs whoa, me on how much he's bro. able to consume whoa bro bro whoa whoa bro. I, whoa tyler i know i know but you're not parker i don't know i got a buddy who watches a lot of anime so yeah yeah no we all know watches, that guy watches more than me and i'm already that guy that watches all the anime yeah, but, uh, yeah, so he made the recommendation about this, and he lured me in under false pretense, because he told me it was, like, a series that I had let him borrow uh, probably eight, nine years ago uh, called Magic Users Club, or Maho Sukitai. Uh, I believe that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. I actually have the DVD in my hand here. Um, and that was about a club of magic users, and they were both boys and girls that were in there. So I thought, okay, so they're using that as a baseline. And that was a really fun series, if anybody has access to find it. I, I don't think anybody else but me has. I saw it in AMV and was like, okay, I need to find out where this is. And I end up finding uh, what I now know to be a bootleg on Amazon that I purchased. 
Um, <laughs> there's so many bootlegs in the early 2000s of uh, uncensored anime. There was a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the show itself was pretty good. So when he went and said it was kind of like that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm all game for this. And I didn't do any ahead research on this thing. And by the end of the first episode, I have thrown him over the couch and have proceeded to go and wail on him with all of my fury. By the <laughs> but, way, good job, Tyler. I'm just looking at our doc right now, and he's changed the the, <laughs> the thing to, like, to rainbow colors of cute high defensive club love and is now rainbow. Yeah, I changed the text so it's a rainbow. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Slightly <laughs> difficult. I had to do every color individually, so. I'm impressed, actually. I was like, what are you doing? Because all it was was, like, highlighted blue. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Yeah, yeah. Then I go away from everything. And I, and I was like, that's weird. And I clicked away to go back to, like, to read about the anime. And now I go back to it, and it's like this. I'm like, oh. Mm, okay. Anyways, so there, there's Rob. Uh, Rob, do you want to talk about your, your anime that scarred you in a good way, I guess? No, no. I want to go to therapy now because that thing got brought up by Cole. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I've got the shakes, but I'm better now. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. okay. Uh, so, uh, I actually was going to talk about a different one, but um, I've actually just remembered one, and I don't know why I didn't go to this first. Are you doing the good one or the bad one? The, the good one. The, the one that has legitimately made me... Uh, a better person. Um, has anybody here heard of the anime Kaleido Star? No. No, I haven't. Okay, so oh. this, for anybody that remembers uh, the US DVD distributor ADV, um, they, when they first started going and producing full series box sets, the first one they did was Kaleido Star, and it was the story of a girl named Sora Nagino who came from Japan to America to join this really elite Cirque du Soleil-style circus. Um, This show is visually stunning. The animation is definitely early 2000s. It's got its limitation. It definitely has not aged very well. But the grandeur, the size and the scope of the scenes and the set pieces they developed really were amazing. And even though I think a lot of people would write this one off as kind of a generic believing in yourself coming of age story there's a lot of depth to each one of these characters and interpersonal relationships and they approach it in such a real way when i saw this i was going through some personal issues um and i I probably shouldn't talk about that stuff here but a lot of it had to do with understanding of other people and what they were going through and me just not being able to adjust and adapt and Weirdly, through the villain, well, quote-unquote villain of the story towards the end, um, I actually came to go and understand my own inadequacies of being able to understand other people's emotions and the struggles that they're going through, and how to better adjust myself to both help them as well as get through life easier myself. It uh, was kind of an eye-opener. It's where I really started to self-actualize, and anime has definitely gotten me through a lot of hard times, and I've definitely grown as a person because of them, but that was the start for me. Uh, so that one uh, that one uh, changed my heart, basically, is the right way of putting that one. It's got a 8 out of 10 score. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it's on any streaming services, but if it is, 
go out, hunt for it. Season one is the best. They did a second season, which is good, but it's definitely more on the generic side in terms of the story. But the characters are just as well written as they were the first time around. And even the dub was pretty well put together. ADV gets criticized a lot for having some pretty... um, they have pretty bad female voice actresses in their pieces, but this one, Sora's voice annoyed me a little bit at first, but the more I watched the series, the more I realized just on how perfect uh, this woman and her voice was for this character. It uh, it brings everything to life, so please, check that one out. Oh, I found okay. the dub version. Yay! Uh, so the dub version I, just, yeah. Yeah, I, I cannot emphasize my love of that series enough. Okay. Now it's my turn. Uh, well, I've I've got the one that broke me, but you guys are more than happy to go and skip over that. Well, I thought I thought a uh, cute high Earth Defense Club broke you. Oh no no no! That one just made me feel like I got molested. That uh... yeah, that's a kind of scarring. <laughs> that's definitely scarring. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, what, yeah, what's what, what broke you then? Uh, okay. Or should we leave that to another time? Should we? No no no! I'll finish this one up in thirty seconds here. Okay. So, anybody heard of the anime Chrono Crusade? Chrono Crusade? No. No? Don't. You don't. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I watch good anime. I, I, can't, I can't help you there. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Hey, no, um, Chrono Crusade, it's a gorgeously animated series. It looks good still today. Had a really compelling story. And it's generally a pretty happy one. There's some dark elements. Uh, it takes place in the 1920s in San Francisco. And goes through a lot of the cultural changes that went and happened in the 1920s and 30s uh, in the United States while mixing in this demonic storyline. And you got nuns with guns, which should be enough to draw anybody into it. Oh, is this based off of, like, Chrono Trigger? No, no, it's... Uh, and then, it, it, like, the title card looks exactly the same as the... I know, card. it's weird, right? But there's no connection. That's what I thought initially as well. And then I watched it, it was like, what, where's the... Oh my god, this is literally not connected. It's... It's very weird. And the main character is called Chrono. Yeah, well, one of the main characters, Chrono and Rosette. Uh, Rosette, yeah. Yeah. The series is great, but the last episode will destroy any man. Like I, I didn't want to get out of bed for a week after that. Oh, I might have to change my things if this is the theme we're going for. <laughs> well. <laughs> But, doesn't okay. necessarily need to be. It's, it's whatever you go with there. Where, yeah, it's very loosey goosey. We're trying to figure out what the, what the theme kind of means. See that that's great because like anime means different to, different people. So like think of like okay, what scarred you? And when I thought of like scarred, I thought something that was just like hurt you in some way, or you watched it and like oh, I'm scarred for life. And normally that means a bad thing. I was like, well, I'm trying to think of like what kind of anime. I, I'm just going to go into mine now. Yeah, uh, go for it. I was trying to think of what kind of anime made me go huh that's like that's weird that's something i don't see it, it just kind of stuck with me and didn't give me a chance to think about something and that's why i put in uh my options were uh dead leaves and fooly cooly um huh. because they're they're just they're weird animes uh well dead dead leaves is a movie anime and fooly cooly was like a six episode and they're both by the same um uh same group of people um why is their name escaping me right now? I, I know people are yelling at us. It's, it's by these people. Uh, uh, they became Trigger. They're not Trigger before that. They were... Uh, come on, uh, man. You can do this. Oh, uh, come on. Uh, they did Gurren Logan and such. Gurren Logan was also one that was uh, 
really good. Um, yeah, jeez, God. <laughs> Gynex. Gynex? Gynex. Gynex. Yeah. Yeah, it was Gynex. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was, oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, they also did. They also did uh, like a group of them. They also did. Uh, man, they they got weird, good animes. They did Gurren Logan. They did uh, Panty and Stocking. They did Fooly Cooly, and they did uh, Dead Leaves. Did they do Dead Leaves? I think they did. I, did. I I don't know about that one. That's that's uh, one I got through one of the OVAs and was done. Uh, Dead Leaves. Um, they might not have done Dead Leaves. Uh, I might be crazy there. I'm looking at. You're already now. crazy. Uh, production IG. Oh yeah, no, that's that's very different. Another great studio, but yeah, that's kind of an outlier for them. Jeez. Oh, what did Production IG also do? Uh, Love Hina, I think. Um. Oh, they did some. Ghost in the Cell. Oh, they did. Some, anyways. Um. Yeah. Oh, Eden of the East. Uh, yeah, they they also good stuff. Anyways, um, both those movies are, are like both that anime and that movie are both very weird, uh, and weird stuff happens them. And so I thought that was something that scarred me because it was just kind of, I don't know. They, they're just they're very surreal. Yeah, that's the best way of describing. It, is very surreal. Like Dead Leaves, the way it's drawn, and there's so many things going on at once in that movie that you gotta watch it multiple times to actually catch all the movements and stuff that's happening. Same with Fooly Cooly. It's like you just you'll spend half the time sitting and going like, wait, what the hell's going on? I'm, I'm confused. Um, so that's why, that's what kind of that I'd say that's what left an imprint on my mind. Um, but then there's the other ones. I'm gonna talk about the feels, the ones that gave me the feels. Um, Gurren Longren gave me feels but that was more of a uh when i first watched it it made me feel very uh like the way that the uh the whole plot of the movie is like they start off small and then they keep progressing and evolving super quickly until like they're talking about like space traveling and cross that and that was the whole point of that movie of like uh the race advancing too quickly and that that struck a weird chord with me of like um I don't know. I, I was going through a time where it was like very existential. It was like one day I'm going to die and there's the human race is going to keep going on and they're going to invent things that I'm never going to see. And so that's why that struck a chord with me somehow because it talked about in one lifetime, they advanced farther than we ever have or will, uh, or would, would I'd ever see. And that was one. Uh, the other one was, uh, angel beats that got me in the feels. Uh, did any of you watch angel beats? It sounds familiar. I, I don't think I have, though. Okay. Uh, you watched Angel Beats then, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, I've actually... Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's one of the four titles I've got over on my DVD shelf over here that's uh, yeah. newer than eight years old. Did, did, did that give you the feels? I, I want to say it did. I, I don't know. The, the foreshadowing they went and did in that series, even though not everything was necessarily predictable in terms of what happened to individual characters, I always felt like, okay, there's a twist coming around the corner. There's something that's going to be impactful going to happen here. Something's going to happen to this character. Um, so I don't know if I ever got hit with the feels. I, I definitely had, I, I got emotional at points, but I don't know. I just always, I felt like I could predict what was coming. Kind of like that thing that happened to that one guy on the scaffold in The Force Awakens, because... We still oh. can't go and spoil that one. It's like, yeah, I, right. I saw that coming from the second he went on screen. It's like, uh, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, Angel yeah. Beast, it, 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 it got me in the feels because it, it was a good. Some of the apples were just ridiculously funny. Like, they were nonsense funny. And then, um, but then, like, the whole over uh, ending plot arc of, like, the way it ends, it got me. It was just like, oh, it's, it's like, because, uh, um, like, the main character figures out everything and then it's already too late. And it, it's just a whole lot of him figuring stuff out. And then he finds out, and but that causes it to change. And thus, he's now waiting for something that's never going to happen because it already happened. And so it's like a weird infinite loop thing, too. Mm-hmm. Just, um, yeah. But then the, there's like, they had some bonus episodes where one episode, they had to be uh, extreme all the time. So they uh, during the episode, they had a little meter of like the extreme meter that was like going up and down. And so every time anyone was doing anything, they had to make it super extreme. So they're always like yelling it or like running around while doing something and doing it to like 110%. And that was just like, it, it was a good balance of just like stupid, ridiculous stuff like that. And then there's the overarching plot of uh, um, how, how it makes you feel and like uh, doing what you want to do in life and having no regrets and, uh, it's just just stuff like that. So Angel Beats. I also I remember watching a video. It was a video. It was like, uh, okay, we're gonna. They they showed Angel Beats to some people in Korea, and at the end of it, everyone was crying. And it was just it was. Uh, I, I don't know. It just made them super emotional. And so it was like a weird documentary of just showing Angel Beats to Korean people, and then them finding it really sad. And then it was just them talking about the movie after or the anime afterwards and they're all just <laughs> crying so uh that that that's that's a thing so yeah that's well, that's what's left its impressions on me well and i totally get on how that can be the case just because i didn't get the feels off of it there's definitely some points there that just go and dry or that go and pull on your heartstrings and there's definitely a lot of emotion to be felt there and i know on how a lot of people um one of our one of our friends, who I won't mention here because she'll probably get really embarrassed, uh, I watched it with her originally, and she was crying like you wouldn't believe at the end of it. Like, there was no consoling her. Mm. Mm. So, so, yeah. No, it's 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 weird. So, But, like, I liked it because it had a good balance of both those things. So there were some episodes yeah. where just, like, just funny anime stuff was happening, and then other things where it still had that over... Uh, over overarching plot of uh, like the seriousness of it so yeah that that's what i thought so anyways mm-hmm. that, that that was our anime corner mm-hmm. definitely I, thank, I, I thank you like we move on to the next section you definitely can this one this next section kind of um piggybacks off last week's this is our gaming corner and last week we talked about um our favorite games from the last year, from 2015, as well as things that we were looking for. So a couple of the games that we talked about are in this list. Some of them that we didn't even realize that, or we'd completely forgotten about. And I'm guessing if you guys all look down this list that you probably recognize at least a couple of them. Yeah. Well, they got Mass Effect, XCOM 2, Battleborn, Deus Ex, Nino Kuni 2, Tom Clancy's The Division, Uncharted 4, which I'm looking forward to. Street Fighter Five, Dark Souls Three, Gears of War Four, Horizon, The Last Guardian, Ukulele, 
uh, Dishonored 2, Doom, For Honor, Mafia 3, Hitman, Archive, Arc Survival Evolved. Isn't that already out? No, technically, oh, it's, it's the official oh, no, releases in that, June. That doesn't count. You're just, you've been just playing that a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't that list, list, though. It was totally on the list. That <laughs> nah, doesn't matter. Uh, you've just been playing a lot. That's that's sort of you can you can go play that game right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole. Um, it's fractured but whole. Yeah, uh, I, re- I originally had that tightened because I I'd overheard it, I'd heard it said. I'm like, and the fractured but whole. I'm like, why? Okay, I'll just spell it the way I think it says, and I which was spelled but whole. Apparently, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Just actually off. So let's like uh, anyway. You continue, Tyler. Uh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank, and then Pokemon Go. Um, so start. Gonna... Let's start up at the top here, Robert. I know this for this one particular for you. I know you have a you are looking really uh, looking a very much forward to this one. Yeah, Mass Effect. Andromeda. I don't think we have time to talk about every single one. Uh, oh no, yeah, no, no. Well, like we're just gonna kind of go over the ones that were like that. If you just see the ones on the list that you can see that you're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think all of us have necessarily a huge interest in all of these things. But oh, Mass Effect it. Andromeda, a uh, sequel to the existing Mass Effect storyline, we have no, no more idea. Shepard. No more Shepard. Yep, no more Shepard. And if you played Mass Effect three and gotten to the ending, a lot of people are still asking themselves, "What the heck happened?" Uh, hashtag indoctrination theory. Uh, if anybody else is with me there, I don't know if anybody is uh, out I there. Still, in the podcast I, that, I, I funnily enough, was like, I love the Mass Effect series. I've beaten the first one six, uh, four times, <clears throat> like in progression. Like I was like, okay, I gotta go for the next playthrough. I'm like, and uh, so I could get. I, I was achievement hunting essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get all the uh, like, okay, put, complete the game with the same amount, same characters. I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, I maxed out. I got all the best gear you could possibly get with one character. It was ridiculous. You could get yeah. the best Spectre armor. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, I actually haven't finished Mass Effect three yet. Um, I actually never got around to it because there was a lot of other things going on at the time, and I just never got into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you need to finish that, and we need to come back to this, uh, maybe go into a spoiler corner, because, oh my god. Yeah, definitely Um, go around the corner, especially when Culture and when that starts to come out. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I tried playing Mass Effect 1, and then I hit the thing of, like, I like like story content, and there is a lot in Mass Effect 1, so I found I'm just basically spending too much time in certain areas and just talking to everyone and <laughs> that's then that a big issue right there <laughs> that stopped me playing the game because i was just like okay i've been playing this game for like three hours and i'm still on still in like the beginning area because i'm busy <laughs> talking to everyone. yeah you haven't even got past the citadel <laughs> i've yeah. i've heard that one a lot from different people um i'm actually kind of the weird guy because i do love this franchise but i actually started with mass effect 2 because of the same issue that tyler had there and oh my god mass effect 2 still my favorite of the series that one even though i'm somebody that's always going and looking for extra content and wanting to talk to everybody the way they structured and staggered different pieces of that game i was always moving ahead at a breakneck pace and even a lot of the uh, side mission stuff plays into the main body of the storyline in a great way especially with the way they tie a lot of those elements uh there's a lot of loose threads that are left at the end of mass effect 2 done Mm -hmm. intentionally and they get wrapped up very well for the most part in mass effect 3 which that one i I swear to god 
I've heard people say that they did not stop playing that game until they beat it, and I could really believe that. They don't give you a chance to breathe in that one. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, uh, quick, random quick question, Robert, since I know you put it. was like, what's your favorite class? Oh, dear God. Uh, I played Vanguard for the longest time. Uh, Vanguard's good. Uh, I don't know. I <sighs> Mass my, bro- my brother's his soldier. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, the Commando stuff in Mass Effect 2 is probably the one I had the most fun with. Mass Effect 3, I, I honestly got to be honest, I'll be totally honest with this one. With Mass Effect 3, I can't say that there was any one of the classes I really felt particularly endeared to. Each one of them was really well developed. Um, and each one did actually play differently. You could actually feel as you were going through it that there were real changes just to stats as well as how you're supposed to go through everything and especially in the multiplayer for mass effect 3 dear god i there's no two classes are alike at all i want more of that multiplayer okay um next um battleborn i uh, xcom 2 i played the original i played the first xcom really good game i'm looking forward to see what they're doing with it same uh battleborn who got it in the beta uh actually played it at pax Oh, you played it at PAX, okay. Um, My roommate got into the beta, so all of us in the house got to play it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like that shooter MOBA thing is taking off, and so there's tons of them now all of a sudden, and they're all coming out at the same time. So I don't know what that means. It means like there's three, because you got your Battleborn, you've got your... uh, oh, why am I forgetting the other two? There's Paragon now is going to be coming out, I guess. Yeah. And and then there's the... um, Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, the the Blizzard one. Um, Destiny. No, not yeah. Destiny. Not Destiny. Shut up. I thought up. you were talking about stuff in the back. Oh, not Destiny. Uh, um, um, <laughs> God, like Destiny. come on. That's not, that's not come on. No, sorry. I was looking at other it's stuff. Got the, it's got the ape in it, and it's got the guy with the balls. And, and, uh, oh, why actually, why are you not I, helping me? You guys I'm don't actually know not that? even sure what you're talking about there, but I, I also don't do those types of games either. Um so I'm I'm probably the worst person to talk to about this. Um, oh, I don't know. Man. While you're trying to figure that out, uh, my Battleborn experience, the game plays really well. I'm I'm really happy with the way that the game seems to be developed and staggered. Everything feels nice and different. Um, the only thing, though, is that I feel like this is a game that a lot of people probably would be looking over if it wasn't for the really unique character designs and the fact that it's from a AAA developer like Gearbox, which, honestly, after Alien Isolation, I'm shocked they're still around. I'm about to get my what's the name? <laughs> oh my god, he's still going on this. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I can't remember it, and, and, and I know people are yelling at me. It's this one, this one. I know. <laughs> I know they're yelling at me right now because it's, it's. Uh, oh god, For the record, what? we're recording this at eleven o'clock or eleven thirty right now. Uh, in Our Kyle time, Cole's time. Uh, it's only nine o'clock here, so I, I'm not surprised that all of us are having these occasional brain farts. So yeah. sorry, yeah. folks. But anyway, <laughs> moving on though, uh, Deus Ex: Mankind, Divi- Mankind Divided looks interesting. I kind of played the first one, didn't really get too far into it before I moved on to other stuff. But apparently, really, really good series. Yeah. Um, Nino Kuni two. I never played it. Tyler did. Oh, I played Nino Kuni one. Um, you played the original. You really I played the PS3 version. We were talking about this before. Um, so the PS3 version, uh, and it first came out on PSP. Mm-hmm. Did it? Yes. Oh. yes, PSP, I think it was. Yeah. And it was called something different. It was like the Black 
the Black Sorcerer or something. Um, and then they ported it to PS3, and then they called that one uh, Overwatch. That was the name of the game. Oh, right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, so yeah, Overwatch, which is like the same same thing. You get your guns. It's like a MOBA, but first person shooting and yeah, uh, defending areas. So yes, um, that's the other one that's like that, where it falls under Battleborn, uh, Overwatch, and Paragon are all like the same style of game, and so that's really popping out right now. But yeah, Nino Kuni um, played the first one on PS3. When it was called the White White uh, Wrath of White Witch, mm-hmm. like yep, that, yep, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, we'll just go with that for now. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's very Japanese RPG uh, where you're you're playing the game and you're still learning stuff twenty hours into the game, mm-hmm. and it had like this weird kind of Pokemon esque part of it where you'd capture these uh, monsters to fight for you and they'd level up. So there's that. They had this. They literally had a book. Like you, in the game, it was like it gave you a book that you went through and learned these magic spells and everything. And in the main menu, it was literally a full book that you could like scroll through and to you learn could the buy game. said book and have it be, and, and own it. Could you? Yeah. Oh, it probably. Came, it came with a special edition. Okay, sure. Why not? Um, wow. Yeah, and so in that game, you. I was reading into this book when I first got it because like, oh, cool, knowledge. And so I read it and it was like, it was a full book. Like it kept teaching you stuff. And so I got further in the book before like those game elements were being introduced. And I was like, oh, what's this stuff? And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then I got to those game elements already reading the book and it it starts describing to you. It's like, I I already read the book. I I already know how to do this stuff. Stop stop showing me how to do it. Stop teaching me because I already read the book. And yeah. And then I just I just stopped because I was so far into it and I had made no progress somehow. Mm-hmm. And then I somehow got into like a higher level area one time and go. I got obliterated by the monsters there. And I was just like, wow, I've been playing this game for a while and I'm probably not halfway through, not even a quarter. <laughs> and, and so it just when that kind of stuff happens, you stop playing it because it feels very overwhelming, I guess. Do you, you enjoy just, it, though? Ah, uh, okay. Its art was by uh, Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah. So, like, it, I liked looking at it. I, I enjoyed that part of it. I don't know if I did or not. It's a weird. It's just this weird uh, Paragon thing where it's just like I did, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a shorter game, then probably. But like. Or if I had more time to play it, like if that's just something, uh, like I said, aside that I had time to play, uh, then probably. But it just felt really daunting. But it, it looked, I liked the way it looked, and there was, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's it's a weird love-hate mm-hmm. relationship with that game. Cool. Okay, uh, next on there, we talked about this a teeny tiny bit last, ni- uh, last time. Tom Clancy's The Division. That looks interesting. Very much so. Um, it's probably going to end up in my house at some point, probably for my roommate, so I'm probably going to end up playing it at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncharted 4. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for that one. Um, I haven't had a chance to play any of these games yet. Oh, I liked Uncharted. I, but I, but game... I've been hearing so many good things that I want to get into it. It's a yeah. male version of Laura Croft, who is a female version of Indiana Jones. Yeah, pretty much what I've heard about it. Yeah. Dark Souls 3. 
That's also an eclectic taste. <laughs> oh God, yes! It's what considered to be one of the hardest, uh, hardest series in the in in current creation. Uh, <laughs> that's a oh, that's a masochist uh, game. Yeah. Yes. And I just I kind of watched like a, like a little bit of the like overview of it, like not overview, but kind of like you know like the kind of the screen. And this is always looks beautiful. It's such a beautiful game, and it's done so well. It always looks very pretty. Especially yep. kind of in some of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody here is going to be surprised to go and hear that uh, John, aka our Megazord, that is his favorite game series. Uh huh. God help oh, us, yeah. we won't see him for three weeks after that game comes out. Well, we didn't see him for three weeks after Bloodborne, so yeah. Um, let's see here. Gears of War four. Now this, this one, Tyler, I you introduced. Um, you got me into this series. A Gears of War. Yeah. This yeah, is. Yeah. You that... forced me to play co-op with you for Gears of War two. Yeah, this is probably the reason why I'll buy an Xbox One. Gears uh, of War. I don't have one. Yeah, so if like, because I want to play Gears of War Four. Um, they're probably not going to be as good as they used to be. Like uh, Gears of War Two. It's supposedly it's gotten back to the dark and gritty, uh, like back to the like the classic. Apparently, is what they're saying. I don't know. Yeah. That time might be gone though, so I don't know if you can recapture that. Because like you, well, you can still make the same game, but you won't going to recapture the magic that was mm-hmm. Gears of War 2 because mm-hmm. it came out at the right time. Um, so I got some stories for Gears of War 2. Um, you I forced played, me to play it with you. <laughs> I know. I, I played a lot of multiplayer on that game. Like, yes, I, I, I've never... Um, I don't, I don't think I've played multiplayer in more other games than Gears of War 2. And I met a lot of friends through Gears of War 2 as well. Because like, we used to... I, there's people I know now who I just go to the bar with and they're just good friends of mine. Uh, literally started because we're like, oh, let's play Gears of War 2. And then I'd be playing with one person and we'd invite other people over uh, into the into the party. So there's people who I've talked to and had deep conversations with who I've never actually met in person because of this game. Um, the internet! Woo! You're interrupting a lot now, Cole. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> Gears of War 2, uh, yeah, because that's Xbox 360, that's in the height of like the whole multiplayer thing, that's when I was really into Xbox and getting achievements and all that stuff, and so we played a lot of online multiplayer for Gears of War 2, that was the game to play, and so I met lots of people that way, and it was weird because one time, one of my friends, we had talked, we we talked on Gears of War two a lot, and then we actually met each other at a party, and we just had like this, the second take, and we we're just like, wait, you're here, you're real, I can touch you, you're, you're you exist, it's like you used to be just a voice, but now you're here, and this is what you look like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of people I met through that game, so it's very, very nostalgic for me. It's got a lot of meaning for Gears of War two, mm-hmm. um, so. I don't know if like I don't know if I could ever play one of the new ones and still get that feeling back um, because it, it's it's like the first hit, but it was such a big. Uh, as well as, as we're going to talk about drugs, okay? It's it's like doing that first <laughs> drugs for the first time, and it, you get you get that high that's so high, and you just want to reach that high again, but there's no way you could do it. Um, I'm going to interrupt right there and just say the power the our, our rage crew do not promote the use of drugs. <laughs> anyway, so let's do some drugs. And you get that high <laughs> doing heroin for the first time. Uh, I feel like just... this is no longer about this game anymore. Anyway, let's, <laughs> move on next, let's, let's move on past Gears of War 4. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, to sum that all up, um, looking forward to Gears of War 4, it'd be a reason to buy an Xbox uh, One. Um, 
but I know it'll not be as good as Gears of War 2 um, just because of like how much I had invested in that game. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm still looking forward to it. So, okay. yeah. Uh, Horizon. Horizon. Now, th- I've actually looked a little bit at this. My coworker has been talking about this one. He was like, um, "There isn't a lot out about this game so far. It's mostly just kind of like, it's like this is the general basic of it. You are you play as a woman. You are in a post-apocalyptic world, and you're hunting um, metal dinosaurs and animals." Yeah, well, this is it's a new IP, so like you don't know what it's going to be. All they had was that teaser trailer, so mm-hmm. it's like, just you got to wait and see. E- yeah. Either it's going to be really good, or it's going to be like Watch Dogs, pretty much. Um, this next one, I didn't really kind of, I I added it because apparently it's been in production for eight years. Yeah, this this one I know a lot about, and apparently yeah. uh, apparently it's been it's it's been in. Uh, You're saying it, apparently a lot. Sorry, it's been. It's been being put together for about eight years. There's been radio silence on it for three, for the last you, three years. Do you not know the story of, like, The Last Guardian? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rob, take it away. I, you know what? This could be a subject for a whole other thing. So, you know what? Let's let's dog ear this thing. Let's go and bring this up. We're just going to go and talk about video game production hell next podcast, people. Definitely. Okay. Uh, okay. Last Guardian, apparently look forward to Ukulele, which has been the which was a Kickstarter. Um, which uh, people wanted for the Banjo-Kazooie successor is essentially what they're calling it. Yeah. Everybody's looking forward to that. Uh, A bunch of people, anyway. Uh, Dishonored 2, good series. Um, Didn't really play too much of it, but it's apparently going to be well-received. There is Doom, which was one of the huge things that got released by, uh, got talked about at Bethesda's thing at E3. Who knows how that game is going to stick, because I remember they tried to push the whole being able to build your own arena thing. Yeah. So I think they're trying to stick it into, like, the multiplayer angle. Yeah. uh, So that it'll keep a shelf life like that. Definitely. Uh, Next one on here is For Honor. That's another Ubisoft game. Oh my god, so many good ones. But this one is uh, pretty much um, warrior-on-warrior combat between the Samurais, the uh, English Knights, or European Knights, and the Vikings. You know they actually had a game? What was that? Uh, The TV show that was based off of it. Ultimate Warrior. They had a game based off of that. Yeah, I know. Really? I saw that. It was. It, it didn't do very well. Oh, we played it though. I, I played it. It was. It was good. It, it played like a fighting game. So, mm-hmm. and then you took like you. One person was a samurai. One person was like a uh, uh, Viking, and you could like choose those characters, and you yeah. just fought in like this and hope to see who would win. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, it was, it was just like a fighting game, and it it, yeah. it worked fine. Definitely. Uh, um, let's see here. Uh, next on my list here, Mafia Three. That one, apparently, a lot of people are looking forward to. I've played a bit of the second one. I need to keep going on with that. Um, got distracted by a bunch of other different games, but I want to get back into that, into the two, before this third one comes out. Hitman. Now, this series is something that I've loved for a long time. The first one I ever played was the third one, Blood or Money. And I beat that game so many times in different ways just to see if I could do it, and it was a lot of fun. Who else in here has played that game? I- that series. It's a, a series, gotta love hate thing going with it. Yeah, um, the last installment I really actually enjoyed, so I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. But it's probably one I'm going to pick up when it's uh, in the, the pre-owned pile. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one they talked about it like cutting it into chunks or something. Mm. 
There's episodic. a whole talk like that too, where they're going to make it like some kind of episodic, or like they'd set out a chunk, and then by the time you finish that, they'd have another chunk. That's a big thing that's happening now because games are just getting so big. We talked they... about this last week when it came to the episodic of uh, Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Same, same kind of idea. Yeah. So okay. that, that's a that's an old story now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Moving forward again, uh, South Park, uh, the fractured butthole. Fractured. I, th- I think that says it all. We're just gonna move on from there. <laughs> I, 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 really, okay. I said that purposefully like that. Uh, uh, did you guys play the other South Park? Yes, I beat yeah. it twice. Yeah, it, it was a short game, but it felt like a South Park episode. It was full of content, and it was really well done. Like the guys that were actually the guys who do like run st- South Park made a lot of decisions in this game. So yeah, yeah, they're in charge. So I. I think South Park, the fractured butthole, uh, will probably be a good game. Like, it, if it if they keep doing what they're doing, then yeah. Okay, next game. Yep, next one would be Scalebound. Now, this one got pushed back apparently. Scalebound. What the hell is that one? About? Um, it is about a wizard kind of like warrior who has a pet dragon. Oh, like okay. a full-size pet dragon. It's actually really kind of interesting. I looked at it. It was. I'm like. I'm really looking forward to that one. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. If you guys remember the promotion for a video game called Dragon Guard, which is supposed to be like Square Enix's first action title. Mm-hmm. Oh this yeah. Looks, this looks like it's going to be the proper execution of that idea. Mm-hmm. So one. Can oh only yeah. Have. I remember this one. I remember when they showed the thing, and the guy has like the headphones, and he looks all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. He looks kind of like, and then he was like talking to the dragon and the dragon roars back at him breathing fire it's really kind of cool yeah um next on our list here tyler i knew you're looking forward to this one ratchet and clank okay so they could either make this really good or really bad Uh because i played every single title yeah i played all the ratchet and clanks and it was the game that i really liked that game because i grew up on that game i grew up on like Crash Team Racing, Spyro the Dragon, and then went into Ratchet and Clank. It's funny that you went, th- like, when it came to the, like, during the race for, it was like, who's going to be the mascot of the PlayStation PlayStation 2? You took Ratchet and Clank, while I went the other direction and took Jack and Daxter. Yeah, yeah, those, those were, that was. You the, had all those games, and I had all the other, all was, the Jack and Daxter games. That was the PlayStation 90s games. So you had Jack and Daxter, you had Sly Cooper, you had. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, and those were very. Those uh, were three of the two big competitors. Yeah, Ratchet. Uh, what was it? Uh, Crash Bandicoot was still there, but not as prevalent. It, it was so, falling apart at that point. That brand was going the way of Spyro by that point. Yeah, yeah. It was more. That was more PlayStation One. That was yes. more. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and those other ones were PlayStation Two. Yep, oh, yep, yep. Um, but like, I saw a trailer, like a game, the game trailer for it, and. If they like what it is, it's it's they're rebooting it, mm-hmm. but so they're basically doing the first first game and then they're redoing it, mm-hmm. and so it's different now. Uh, but the way it's being told, it sounds like Captain so- Quark is narrating it. So I feel like it's Captain Quark's retelling Ratchet's origin story, and so that's why it's different. Okay. Hold uh, on, wait a second. Is Because aren't they making a movie about the same, in the same kind of air, timeline? They're coming out at the same time. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's the, that's the whole push. So, they're ma- so it's a game movie. It's a movie game then. No, no, Not no, no, exactly. No, 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 no. 
yeah, the creators have made the point that there will be references and there will be content driven from the movie inside of it, but it's still trying to be a standalone title. Okay. So it's yeah, not uh, a direct connection. Okay. How, how I've seen it is, uh, so the movie is coming out and it's going to be its own movie. Mm-hmm. And so then they're also adding this game so that people who aren't first adopters, because like, like I said, it, this is PS2 era. So this is when that start came out. So you had to be, uh, to go back and play those games, they're not going to look the best. So this is trying to get people uh, who are who are like in their early teens, uh, I, I guess, like eight to 13, I guess that was when that was, that's like that shot at, that's the target market. Um, they can't really go back and play those games because they don't look as good now. Yeah. So they're Although coming they out with the movie, and now they're rebooting it. Um, but they could either completely reboot it, which I would not like, because that would be negating everything I already know about Ratchet and Clank, and then all my knowledge in playing that game would be no longer canon, Relevance, which would be yeah. bad. Um, but if they're going to do it in that it's like Quark telling Ratchet and Clank's origin story, kind of makes sense, because then it makes it like a weird dream sequence thing. Because Quark is, would, will embellish... Yes, that's a thing. So he'll embellish it the way he does, and so you'll learn uh, Ratchet's origin story, but it'll be changed through the, through the filter of Quark. Yeah, if they do it that way, then I'll like that. Um, okay. But if they just completely rewrite it, then I don't think I'll like that. Like it, mm-hmm. it'll probably still be a good game. Like the last one that came out, um, oh, what was it? Because uh, they had the trilogy that came out. Uh, Tools of Destruction, then A Crack in Time, and then the last one. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, God. Uh, it's on my shelf. Hold on a second here. Yeah, I've got it in the box over there, but I don't want to go rooting through ah. stuff. Wait, where the hell is it? Somebody's borrowing my game, and I don't know who it is. This is but, not good. Um, yeah, because like that, that, that was starting to delve into uh, the whole Lombax stuff and, uh, oh, and, yeah. and all of Ratchet and Clank's backstory. And so if they all of a sudden stop and, like, uh, say all that stuff mute, because they're... Full really Frontal. Like... No, not Full Frontal. No, 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 Sorry, that's, uh, that was... Yeah, well, no, Full um, Frontal. Into the Nexus. Frontal. Oh, that's a spinoff, sorry. Into the yeah. Nexus, sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I scrolled too far. I, I scrolled way too far down. I hit the spinoffs instead of uh, the... No, that's not a spinoff. No, 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 I scrolled down to the spinoffs. But that, that one you mentioned is not a spinoff. Uh, well, well like you. remember... Anyway. Remember, originally it was released on PlayStation Network as a standalone title using the uh, previous Ratchet & Clank games engine, so I don't think they count that quite the same. Which one? The Gameplay is discovered as Tower Defense. Yeah. Which one are you talking about? Full, Full Frontal, Frontal Assault. Assault. Oh, Full Frontal. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, I played that one. That was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry uh, um, to just finish off on this one. Yeah. Oh, Pokemon Go? Uh, no, Ratchet and Clank, I mean. Oh, uh, I thought you were saying the next one after. No, I'm just yeah, saying. Ratchet and Clank, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the movie. I like the franchise. I played all the games, so You're I hoping know for something good. a lot of the lore. Um, I, I think that was a pinnacle time in video games of like that era. I really liked of like the PS2 with all those games, those action-adventure, jumping-around games. Um, uh they had, they kind of developed a lot of my growing up, and those are the kind of video games I like to play. So I hope they do it good and like 
I'm curious to see what the game's going to be like because it either is going to be um, they do it the way like that where it's Captain Quark and it's through his eyes, which I would I really like that because Captain Quark, when you learn about him and you see that he's actually kind of a the buffoon character, uh, him trying to describe like or tell a story, that'd be a perfect way of doing it. But to both give a origin and introduction to new people, yet still um, say that the old stuff is still correct and canon so uh i hope they do it that way but who knows Mm -hmm. definitely um and finally on the bottom of our list is something that essentially exploded the internet and made it uh so many memes and jokes about this pokemon go i love those memes and jokes for pokemon they're so good it's like oh my god a charizard crash car The one problem I have with this, because the idea for Pokemon Go is great, and I'm going to set aside all the logistic issues, because it's coming out on both (laughs) iOS and Android, so they got to do a lot to make sure that everything's truly cross-compatible, and there's going to be questions about system limitations, so nobody knows what this game's actually going to look like. We know the augmented reality concepts they're talking about. We really just don't know what exactly it's going to be like, so I'm going to ignore all that for a second. The memes that have come off of this thing, I don't think that this game has any chance because the memes have been so damn good and when the actual game comes out it's going to be nothing like that people are going to have this built-up expectation it's going to sell like crazy assuming it's a pay system which i assume it will be well well from what i hear the the app itself is free Mm-hmm. But the actual watch thingy or whatever the heck it yeah, is that, oh, yeah, that, that thing practice. costs money yeah so oh my god this whole thing i just I want this to be good. I want it to be everything that people think it's going to be. But just looking at the logistics and the memes, I I hope this game has a chance. But I think the internet has built up hype so much. I think it's going to destroy itself. It's going to collapse under the weight. But I'm praying for it. I really am. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's the end of our list for our gaming section. Uh, I don't know. I still want to talk about Pokemon Go a little bit. Okay, sorry. Oh, go for it, Tyler. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about, like, the memes. All the memes come out. And then there's it's just the whole thing of, like, wait. I'm now in the game. So you can dress up. You can, like, that's part of the meme. Is like, things I'm going to do when, when Pokemon Go's come out. Dress up, uh, have a specific fighting style, have badges to give out to people, practice my catchphrases, uh, randomly tell people that they're going to battle me. Um, and then you, when they connect eye contact. <laughs> yeah, so that's like the main thing of the memes of is either you're going to become a Pokemon trainer and you're going to do these outrageous things and cosplay all the time, or B, you're going to be trying to catch these Pokemon and they're in outrageous areas. So, like, uh, we here, here's one. I'm going to pull up a meme right now. Uh, me breaks into Jurassic World. Chris Pratt, excuse me, but what the fuck are you doing here? Me, dude, there's a fuck ton of tyrants and tyrantums around here. Help me out. Chris Pratt taking out his phone. Chris Pratt, you'll have to fight me for them, you little shit. This is where you put the last spot track in. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that is actually kind of funny, though. Because there's, like, other ones. Like, there's the jokes of, like, a guy trying to break into, like, a uh, 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 some kind of uh, uh, like military base or something. Yeah. And the military guy's like, you can't come in here. It's like, dude, there's a Mewtwo in there. And then the middle guy's like, what? There's a Mewtwo in here? Duh, get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my absolute favorites is someone guys somehow made it into the palace of the Vatican Palace. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up to the was like, 
he was like, hello, my son. the Pope is there. He's like, hello, my son, how can I help you? He was like, well, there's this really good, there's this this Pokemon here, and I really want to catch you. He's like, oh, I, I know he's here. You'll have to fight before him. <laughs> you were battling against the Pope. I'm looking at it right now. Why are you here, my son? My Pokemon Go says there's Arceus in here in the Vatican. I know if you want to fight him, you got to fight. <laughs> Francis Pope wants to fight. Oh, yeah, that was it's one of my absolute favorites because I'm like, really, the god of Pokemon in, in the Vatican? Like, come on, that's such a funny bad joke. I hadn't seen that one. Oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's going to be interesting as it gets closer and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, here's another funny one uh, Ride Bike Inside. What do you think you're doing? You can't stop me, Professor Oak. <laughs> That's funny. So it's That's just, it's just the memes. It's, it's just the memes from it are just the greatest thing because it's people doing outrageous things to get Pokemon or do it. Yeah, that, that's all it is. That's all the memes are. So I don't know. It'll be good. And then people will have their Pokemons and then just battle and it'll be in the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, that's yeah. Pokemon Go. Yep. The best thing so far from Pokemon Go are all the memes. All right. So, what's our final thoughts for the for today of this episode? <laughs> oh, oh, hold up! I'll be right back. You got. I'll be two, two seconds here. Did okay. We just well, get, did we just get abandoned? I think we just got abandoned. I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, Anarchy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on. This is our opportunity. Just we can say anything we feel like. Oh, gee. quats. Come, come. Mashed potatoes. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, here, here's another one. Sorry about Neat. that. Uh, travels to Egypt. Breaks into the pyramids of Giza. Are you out of your fucking mind, says the archaeologist? Get your phones out. There's a Kafargrigus at the base Coffin. of the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, says the archaeologist. Yeah, so it's just stuff like that, like breaking into a random place because there's a... <gasps> Pokemon there or something. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, oh so- wait, wait, wait. Okay, what, what, last one, last one. Uh, <gasps> you've heard about Pokemon Go. Now get ready for Digimon Stop. Oh fuck. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, with that final one, what I'm I'm gonna go with our final thoughts for the day is that there's been a lot of a lot of games to look forward to. Um, there's, we all have those type of animes that scar you in good and bad ways and not everything that you read on the internet makes sense. <laughs> and of course that there's a lot of anime, uh, conventions coming up. So enjoy those if you are taking part of them. And if you haven't seen the Suicide Squad trailer, go take a look at it. It is quite good. Um, and with what, with that, what did we all learn today? And even though Tyler has put a giant rock penis and okay last one last one, last one no oh, <laughs> bars and pokemon go dude one bro look at that girl she keeps looking over here i think she's into you man dude two looks at girl pause 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 no dude she wants to battle dj starts playing epic trainer batted music oh, center okay. of club turns into a poker arena yeah. Okay, no, we're just going to ignore the fact that there's a giant uh, sculpture of a penis on our on our dock for some reason, um, and we'll and thank you, else, man. You're, you're you're just inviting me to put things that are worse than that. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but anyway, thank you for joining us for our second episode of of the the Soccer Raiders podcast. And once again, I believe we all agree that we are doomed. Thank you for joining this week. Wait, are we over an hour? Just a oh, little bit. Yeah. Oh yes. Damn thank you, everyone. We got to be better at this. Yeah. Anyway, okay. take care. Take take care, everyone. Okay. Bye. Bye.